0: Viceroy Gunray captured, Senator Padme Amidala has scored a victory against the Separatist Alliance on the remote world of Rhodia, securing the arrest of diabolical Confederate leader Newt Gunray. The Jedi Council has dispatched Master Luminara Unduli and Anakin Skywalker's Padawan Ahsoka to escort the Viceroy to Coruscant under heavy guard. Once there, he will face trial for his many war crimes. Oh, greetings, Bucketheads. May var Tigar, Welcome to the 34th Master Illuminara Illuminating episode. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best, the best way to reach out to us is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. And we now have a Gmail account. MandoVisionTom at gmail.com For all the vindictives you want to send my way. Please make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. We also recommend sharing it to friends, family, loved ones, enemies, and, and uh, people you're in blood feuds with. That's always fun. So send, send, it, send it on over to everybody you know and have ever had contact with. Uh, if possible or show-inclined and you're on Apple Podcast, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They help independent shows like us uh, uh, not get lost in the shuffle. There's a lot of great Star Wars content out there, and we want to make sure that as many ears are checking us out as possible, and those five-star views are the best way to help us do that. So thank you in advance. Remember, we are part of the 3Bzine network of podcasts. Head over to 3Bzine.com. You'll find links to all the shows on the network. Beer Night in San Diego, our pop-culture-centric podcast, the TomCast podcast, mostly Marvel-centric at the moment, but hey, that's good stuff. And then this fine Star Wars show that you're listening to right now, Vision. We also have a store Envy page. If there's any merchandise you might be interested in checking out, all right. Thanks for all that. I'm glad you listened to the 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 uh, all the all the intro stuff right there. Perfect. Got that taken care of. So before we dive into this episode, I wanted to let you know. And know as as you have uh, uh listen, I record these episodes in advance. So when you listen to this, you'll know it. Of you may know it already. Man, is shifting to two episodes per week uh, starting next week, which is uh. The tail end of February, the beginning of March, right around there. I don't know. The, I don't know the exact dates. I, you know, I know February is the shortest month, and there's like four days left. So I, <laughs> that's all I know at this point. As the day on the day that I record this episode, but yeah, we're gonna ramp it up, and I've been talking about this for a little while, uh, but it's it's officially gonna happen because uh, yesterday it was made official. It was announced the the, the 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 air date for Star Wars: The Bad Batch, and they're dropping that first episode on. May 4th, a.k.a. May the 4th be with you. A big day for Star Wars fans across the world. And uh, part of me had suspected that might be the case. Uh, but and, and I kept doling out the episodes one at a time because I was like, well, maybe they'll wait till summer. Who knows what's going on? Well, now that it's May the 4th, we got to step up our game. And so I will, I will now deliver what I've been promising for a few weeks. And we, we, there will be multiple episodes per week. And that's not even including if if we have to uh, do do some bantha tracks episodes for Star Wars news. So so get ready, uh, a lot of MandoVision coming your way, uh, and I hope you I, I thank you all for checking them out and and downloading and supporting the show as always. All right, so let's get into this week. We're here for season one, episode nine. All right, but before we get into it, there's something we got to do first. Time to strap on your buckets. Let's go. Senate commandos, how does a money grubbing worm like Gunray rate all this security? He doesn't look that dangerous. Don't let your overconfidence give Gunry another advantage, Ahsoka. Even now, his allies may be conspiring against us. Alright, now that our buckets are firmly in place, let's talk about it. Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 1 Episode 9, Cloak of Darkness, aired December 5th, 2008, the plot of this episode: Ahsoka and Master Luminara escort the captured Newt Gunray to trial, unaware that Count Dooku has dispatched his deadly apprentice, Asajj Ventress, to free the prisoner and eliminate the Jedi. Pretty basic stuff. Good, good. You read that plot, and I think you get excited for this episode. And uh, I mean, at least I know I did. This episode, directed by Dave Filoni, the one, the only Dave Filoni, and uh, interestingly enough, written by Paul Dini. Who is Paul Dini? You might ask. Uh, Paul Dini is most famously known for for writing many of the of the best episodes of Batman the animated series back in the nineties, uh, and then and then uh, Paul came on board and wrote a bunch of amazing Batman comics for DC in like the early two thousands. Uh, so so again, I forgot that Paul Dini had written a, a handful of maybe Star Wars episodes. At least I, I think it's a handful now that I started thinking about it. But it was great to see his name flash up here in, in the credits because. Uh, I, I do generally enjoy the work of Mr. Paul Dini, and, and that was exciting. Now, th- again, that's not to say this episode will not be without a few hiccups here and there. But Paul Dini, a, a master craftsman when it comes to to animated episodes, he knows how to work in that that twenty two minute window and get a lot accomplished in that time frame. So, uh, seeing again seeing his name up there was was, was, was like that that's exciting stuff because that is a man who has gotten a lot of work done in twenty two minutes for for storytelling purposes. Really, really good stuff. Let's talk about our cast this episode. Now, I mean, Matt Lanter's barely in it, but he's on my cast list. You have Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, Olivia Diabo as Luminara Unduli, Tom Kenny as New Gunray, Nika Futterman returns as Asajj Ventress, James Marsters, yes, right, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer plays Captain Argaius. Dee Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers and Commander Gree. Uh, Corey Burton as Count Dooku slash the Senate Guard. Ian Abercrombie as Darth Sidious. And, of course, Tom Kane as our narrator and Master Yoda. Pretty, pretty good cast there, I think. So, yeah, as... as Oh, hold on. I almost did it again. Our Jedi fortune cookie this episode. Ignore your instincts at your peril. That's a pretty good one. And as the episode plays out, I think we know exactly what that is. Uh, particularly relating to Ahsoka... And her desire to uh, aid Master Luminara in her battle against Asajj Ventress, we will talk about it before we kind of yeah you know what let's let's hold on let's let's get into the first thing we, like we said Master Luminara Unduli great to see her in the animated series I have to say she was always she's a character that I really uh, she had like this weird visual. Uh, energy about her that I always dug, like the the brief times we'd see her, and uh, I think Attack of the Clones was the first time we saw her, and uh, she would appear in the in the Dark Horse comics a couple different times as well, and she sort of has like it, I <laughs> I'm gonna say something, and I don't mean it to sound weird, but it probably will. She sort of has like this like Jedi nun thing going on with like the whole head to toe thing and like the little bit of a headdress going on. Uh, and so she's like the prim and proper Jedi to me. But she had this fierceness about her, um, the, this confidence in her abilities and in, in trusting the will of the Force that I always really liked about her. And, uh, I, you know, I don't remember the name of the novel at the moment. I probably should have double-checked what it was. But there was a really great... Well, great maybe a strong word, but there was a really uh, uh, interesting novel set in between episodes... One in episodes two, uh, between Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones, that focused on uh, on Obi Wan and Anakin early in their relationship as master and padawan, uh, and they teamed up with with Luminara Unduli and her padawan, uh, Barriss Offee, who we will see later in, in in this animated series. Ooh, okay, all right. The name of the book, The Approaching Storm. It's by by Alan Dean Foster, who who famously wrote A Splinter of a Mind's Eye, the first. Of the Star Wars uh, uh, uh books to come out after the nineteen seventy seven New Hope came out, so yeah, the Approaching Storm, Obi Wan, Anakin, Master Luminara, and Beresoffi, uh, solid. I remember it being a solid book. Uh, it came out in like two thousand two or two thousand three. So uh, my memories on it might be a tad fuzzy, but uh, so uh, because of that book and and, and seeing her uh, and the old Kennedy uh, Tart- tartakovsky animated series. Uh, I've always liked the look of, of Luminara and, and her instincts when it comes to trusting the Force and, and following the will of the Force. So seeing her brought to life here uh, was, was really fun. We got a brief cameo of her in one of the earlier episodes this season uh, but just via hologram and, and so to see a full episode with her was, was pretty cool. So, so Luminara and Ahsoka are sodding, uh, ex- excuse me, ex- escorting New Gunray back to Coruscant for trial. We get some Senate Commandos and um, listen, I'm not going to lie. If you can't tell that that uh, Ar-Gaius, Argaius is going to betray <laughs> them at some point, I mean, look at his hair. Look at his hair. He is a, a core world snob of the highest order and can clearly be bought. Clearly be bought. He looks like a man with no ethics. Which this is funny because right before this, we see Gunray attempting to bribe uh, uh, Commander Gree. And, and you know obviously clones uh, are a bit more uh, dedicated to the cause than than some Senate commando, you know and and great Gre- not excuse me, not great, but Argaius does talk about his motives later on for the eventual betrayal that will come. Uh, and you know whatever. <laughs> a life of servitude is not for him because he's that kind of a, of, a, of a rich snooty snoot or just a snotty guy in general. Now he wants to be rich so that he can potentially... Uh, earn the status that he believes he deserves uh, whatever it, it's an it's an interesting contrast to the clones you know uh there's there's sort of unwavering loyalty and belief in in the cause and in the republic and and in their mission so uh, so something that's that's pretty interesting uh to see expanded upon by jeez, Lu- jeez louise <laughs> I I am stumbling a little bit because I want to talk about Commander Gree. So let's just talk about Commander Gree right now. Um Commander Gree, we had the leader of Green Squadron. Green I'm sorry, uh yeah, Green Squad. Dur. Uh you may recognize Commander Gree and some of the members of Green Squadron. Uh I, I will I will have to spoil the fate of Commander Gree for you right now because Commander Gree is on Kashyyyk in Revenge of the Sith. He attempts to kill Yoda. The Great Master Yoda, after Order 66 has been the order for Order 66 has been given. Remember how that scene goes: execute Order 66. Yeah. So after that happens, uh, Gree is one of the storm one is, is one of the clones who attempts to kill Master Yoda on Kashyyyk and gets decapitated for his efforts. So remember that that that's that's uh, that's one of those fun things that happens in in Star Wars and and you know we kind of go back through going through Clone Wars. You know, we're gonna see a lot of the we, we we see a lot of the clones that we see in the movies. Like Commander Cody, obviously, is is one of the more famous ones because he's he's often with Obi Wan Kenobi. But Gray is in this as well, and we'll see more clones of, of that nature who we may not have known it at the time, but they were in the films and they had names and they had ran, you know they had assignments and things like that. And you know, as, as we as we know, many of them followed Order sixty six to the letter and, and and turned on their Jedi generals. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk more about that later. I just thought it was interesting and really fun to see Gree at this point in, in the show. Um, I'm going to play right now the, the, the very next clip from from what we opened with. With This is uh, this is uh, Darth Sidious and Darth Tyrannus discussing what must happen. I, I enjoyed this bit of dialogue, so I thought I'd play it for you now. Here we go. Gunray's capture could be a serious threat to us, my friend. The Viceroy will not last long under Jedi interrogation. I have already put a plan into action, my lord. My best agent, Asajj Ventress, will infiltrate the Jedi ship and either free Gunray or silence him. Ventress, you are putting a great deal of faith in an operative who has failed us in the past. She is a gifted assassin. You have my word. She will complete her mission to the letter. Very well. You may proceed. All right, I'm going to let the bit go a little bit longer here because like, I as, as Ventress now enters the chamber... Master. There is no margin for error this time, child. You must prove yourself worthy of being my apprentice. I am worthy, as you shall see. All right, there we go. That's kind of our... our, our are set up here for the for the villainy, the cloak of darkness, as it were, and and I I should have come out and said it at the top, but I really like this episode of of the Clone Wars. This might be this might be my favorite one so far. Um, just great action. You feel the threat of the Separatists and of the Dark Side in particular in this episode. You know the the level of betrayal of of corruption. You you see that on the side of the Republic here with the betrayal of Argaeus, uh, the fact that, that the Senate guards, Senate commandos can be bribed and, and swayed to the Separatist side uh, just just for money and, if, and nothing else. And, you know, you, you you definitely get that... I mean, the title alone gives it the cloak of darkness uh, enveloping the light side of the Force. And this is an episode that, that really does that. And we see... We see, for the first time, the... Um... I don't know if I want to use the word greatness, but the awesomeness of the Venture's character of how she's able to infiltrate this Republic ship and move about the ship and 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 be like the operative that she was kind of billed to be, but we didn't get to see in that first episode when she squared off against Yoda because I mean it's it's Yoda. What are you gonna do against Yoda? You, yeah, she had no chance. But in this, much more even footing for her. As far as, as skill sets versus Luminara and Ahsoka, and great lightsaber battles in this episode, uh, it, it's really fun. And again, this is this is one of the first episodes that really kind of shows how the dark side is uh, uh, swaying this battle, how it, it is it is hindering and obscuring the Jedi in in their in in their missions to to keep the light burning in the galaxy. Uh, it, it just an incredibly strong episode, and it's it's it. This one was a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, even though, even though like the the material of Argaius is not shocking when it happens, um, <laughs> it was still a lot of fun and a really really solid solid episode. I think I think you all agree with me. So what happens next is we get um, what Sidious alluded to the Jedi interrogation techniques of of Luminara asking questions and sort of force probing. A new gun ray as she asks the questions. Now, as far as um, film references go, we we saw a more aggressive form of this in uh, in the Force Awakens when Kylo was was attempting to get the map information from Poe Dameron. Uh, obviously, Luminar's technique is much more light side friendly, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I, I like the way that she's. You know, very subtle with her her probing and her questions and detecting the lies that New is throwing out there. Uh, The interesting part is what comes next, which is the the sort of brash reaction of Ahsoka as uh, she decides it's time to play good cop, bad cop, which seems to make a fair amount of sense considering she is Anakin Skywalker's student. But Ahsoka is quite presumptuous in, in, in assuming that Master Luminara Plays by the same set of rules that Anakin does. Who, let's be honest, Anakin is very fast and loose with the rules of the Jedi Order in in, in order to achieve his goals and his missions. You know, Luminara, a much more reflective Jedi, a much more uh, by the book Jedi than Anakin. So, uh, Ahsoka's presumptuousness gets her into a a fair amount of 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 trouble, I suppose, with with uh, with Luminara, who I think. I think views her as very immature at this point for you know taking a lightsaber blade and holding it to gunray's throat uh despite the fact that it did work and that that gunray did decide because he's a coward did decide that yeah okay maybe we 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 can have a bit of a negotiation here um but it doesn't stop luminar from 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 chastising ahsoka for for her actions uh it's at this point that the separatist forces arrive battle ensues with with, with uh, the boarding ships docking violently into the cruiser, uh, leading to a great battle with the clone troopers who are attempting to stop the super battle droids and their infiltration of the ship. But that's a, it's a distraction. It's a, it's a diversion to allow Ventress to slip into the battle cruiser, the Republic cruiser, and, and achieve her mission and begin her mission by setting bombs and, and uh, dancing around a mechanic droid um, by the way, we should talk about the mechanic droid a little bit. Uh, they're, they obviously you recognize the droid, we've seen this droid, uh, his type before, uh, but what's interesting about the droid, uh, and it's, it's a, it's a treadmill droid, by the way, uh, they call him, uh, 327. Uh, 327, as you may know, has come up a lot in Star Wars over the years, and it's kind of this weird conspicuous number that just kind of shows up a lot. Uh, in episode four, that was the Millennium Falcon, uh, hangar bay that was docked in on the Death Star, uh. That's the landing platform in Cloud City, 327. Uh, and in, Phantom, in The Phantom Menace, the Naboo starship is identified as a Nubian J-type 327. So another uh, conspicuous mention of the number 327 in Star Wars. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and again, I like the way the venture sort of danced around the, um, the, the droid as she was planting the bombs. Uh, a very lithe body type. And and I think they talk more about why. I think we'll get more into like why she can move in the that, that fashion later on. We'll talk more about Ventress's origins later on. I mean that that's coming up down the road. Uh, in this episode, I, I do think it's worth mentioning that, that Ahsoka is is fairly cocky slash arrogant, and and part of me uh, wonders if that's more to do with Anakin, her influ- the in the, the influence that Anakin has had on her at this point in in her training. Um, but again, it sort of is contrasted with Luminara's by-the-book methodology, which is which is pretty interesting. Uh, so Ventress makes her way and is able to dispatch the Senate guards that are protecting Gunray. She's able to free him. Uh, then you get Ventress versus Ahsoka, which leads to Ventress versus Ahsoka and Luminara. <laughs> and then uh, you get Ventress activating the bombs, which completely cripple the Republic cruiser. I'm going to go back just a second here, because I, I want to play the, the clip from when when Ventress arrives in the prison, in the detention level, to to retrieve Gunray, and she squares off against Ahsoka initially. Here we go. Here she's dispatching the Senate Commandos. If it isn't the hairless Harpy. If it isn't Skywalker's filthy, obnoxious little pet. How nice of you. Tell you what, I'll give you a merciful death. The Padawan. Come on. Shooter. He's a badass at this point. Skywalker's not here to save you now. I don't need saving Good combat moves here this is a fun fight upon these swords I'll buy you a planet All right we'll pause it there. <laughs> it's a really great exchange really great lightsaber battle and this is an episode full of them full of these episodes full of these great battles. Um, uh, you see ahsoka again brash, arrogant, uh, willing to very, very ready, willing and able to kill Ventress, but it uh, does not quite have the requisite skill set to beat her uh, in in single combat just yet. So as she blows the sh- blows the uh the bombs that she planted on the ship, crippling the Republic Republic cruiser, she leaves Gunray back in Republic hands. But as we find out via the, uh, the soon to be <laughs> official betrayal by Argeas, uh it's part of the plan. It is part of the plan as she's luring the Jedi away from Gunray, leaving him in Argaius's hands. Uh, and we get a great battle, really fun battle between Ventress and Luminara. And uh, again, Luminara not prepared for the sort of savageness of Ventress. And it's interesting, like, the, the, you know, during the, the, the dialogue during the battle where Luminara is, is sort of. Uh, verbally attacking Ventress for having a sloppy, undisciplined style that she recognizes as uh, as as Count Dooku's style, and while it is perhaps sloppy and unfocused, the sheer savageness of it and Ventress's unrelenting uh, pursuit of to to be victorious and to defeat the Jedi is something that. Uh, despite all of her years of training, uh, Luminara Unduli cannot compete with, and it, it puts her at a complete disadvantage. As 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 Ventress, I mean, pr- pretty squarely routes her in, in in this battle, and uses the dark side to 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 pin her down to uh, put her in a a position where defeat is imminent. And that's where that's the next clip I want to play. There's a lot of music in this one, but but bear with me on this because I, I do like the dialogue exchange that happens after it. So. Ventress approaching a pinned-down Luminara and, and getting ready to deliver the death blow. Now you fall, as all Jedi must. Ahsoka arrives on the scene. The Force throws Ventress. And frees Luminara from the pins being pinned down. I know, I know. You told me to stay. Well, as long as you're here. Alright, so then we get the great another battle between the two of them. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. I really dig this battle. It's so fun. Such a fun one. I do need to back up just a little bit because I did forget the scene. <laughs> I did forget the scene where Ahsoka sort of struggled with disobeying uh, Master Luminar's orders to stay with Newt Gunray and to stay with the, the, the clones and the Senate Commandos. Uh, I did like that. And I also like, it is fun to look back at sort of like the way that our guy is kind of prods her into trusting herself to serve his purposes. Now I'll play one more exchange of dialogue between uh, between Luminara and and Ahsoka after Ventress makes her way, after she escapes the battle again and begins to make her way to to the exit strategy. Ahsoka? What happened to Padawan Tano? This assassin I've I've never faced an adversary like her. I should have listened to your advice. Master, I never meant to overstep my bounds, General but Adule, we've been betrayed. Our guy is freed Gunray. I've been a fool. Let's get back there. Alright, so now all our heroes are on the same page. Ventress lurking in the shadows, with her cloak of darkness on, as she does. Uh man. Like I said, this is such an enjoyable episode. I, I really hope that you all are, are having as much fun watching this one as I did, because uh, it, it's it's a real blast. Uh, you know, something I couldn't help but wonder about as well, and I've been trying to find some detailed information about where things stand in the, in the new canon, but, you know, all these lightsaber battles here, and, uh, again, this era of Star Wars, you know, Jedis basically have two lightsabers, with the exception of Mace Windu has his purple. We have the blue and we have the green. Uh, Ahsoka and, and Luminara both have green lightsabers. They're going up against uh, uh, Ventress's two red lightsaber blades. And I couldn't help but wonder, if, I, I couldn't help but think back to, to the old canon, to the old lore of, of Star Wars The Old Republic when that game uh, gave us a reason, gave us meaning for the color of each Jedi's blade, like what it meant, how the blue... Blades indicated a Jedi Guardian who who used the Force in a, in a more physical way. Uh, and the green indicated the Jedi Consular who, um, they were the Jedi who preferred to reflect on the mysteries of the Force and and to fight the dark side at its heart uh, as, as the game chronicled for us. Um, I think all that's out the window <laughs> at this point. I don't think anyone in the new canon has stated that uh, the color of the blade determines anything about what kind of jedi you are uh we we see it later in the show when, when they go to select kyber crystals and 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 sort of how the crystals choose the jedi and that's kind of sort of how they all end up with the blades that they end up with which is a, definitely a neat thing too but i remember playing knights of the old republic and, and just thinking that that was such a fascinating way to have it be that uh, that uh, that that your your blade reflected the kind of jedi that you were. Well, I always thought that was really interesting. But I also I also do really dig what is in the new the new canon as far as uh the the crystal chooses the chooses the jedi. So after that clip we just played, I'll be engaged in a battle with Ventress against Ahsoka and Luminara teamed up. More uneven footing this time around. And again, you see that savageness of Ventress. You see that that unrelentiness and the, the sinister cackle she unleashes at luminara and at ahsoka is you know rather terrifying uh, but it leads into we transition back to Argaius versus uh, Commander Cree and I wanted to play that little clip because we t- we talked about Argaius and his motivations but again I like the way it contrasts against uh, against the clones and, and their sense of loyalty and their sense of duty so you'll hear the tail end of the battle uh, between Ventress and And Ahsoka and Luminara, but it should go right into it after that. Some force badness there. Why'd you do it, Argaius? A clone like you would never understand. I wanted a life with more than empty servitude. And for that, you'd betray the Republic. Like I told the Padawan, sometimes being a good soldier means doing what you think is Right. Right, that's, that's greed no, just... knocking out Argaius, but Gunray comes up behind him and clubs him. So this allows them to escape to the little cruiser that the Jedi had when they were boarding on the Republic cruiser. So at this point, everyone is making their escapes. This is this is the plan. Remember, this is the plan concocted by uh, by Duku, by Ventress, and it's all gone extremely well with the with the exception of. The death of the Jedi, which has not happened. <laughs> that is probably the one piece of of the plan that has not come together. And, you know, that is that is to be what it is to be. The Jedi are harder to kill than some might think. Uh, so, I think the one part of the plan I thought was interesting was was Ventress. obviously designed to keep the Jedi away from Gunray and Argaeus as they make their escape aboard the Republic craft. The, the, the small Republic cruiser that the, that the Jedi had. The little consular ship, I believe it is. Uh, and then Ventress is to use an escape pod to board with that ship. Uh, and that that is exactly what happens. Uh, and I'm going to play the little bit here where, where they, they rendezvous with each other uh, because if you didn't see this part coming, you haven't been paying attention to the dark side of the Force. As successful a rescue as one could hope for, Viceroy, I will be a legend I always had a good feeling about you, Captain. You see, assassin, our plan went off without a hitch. Our plan? And I will, of course, make sure your contributions are noted in my report. Don't go to Darksider. Don't go to Darksider. Oh! Because you get a lightsaber through the back. I'll tell him myself. Lightsaber right through the back. You knew that was coming. Greetings, Viceroy. I always had a good feeling about you, Assassin. All right, well now let's play this little epilogue as well. I'm sorry that despicable Wealthworm Gunray got away. It's okay, Snips. I know you did your best. Master, I... Troubling is the treachery of the Senate Guard. Captain Argeus, revealed all around us. Our enemies are. I'm not sure all is lost. Gunray and his accomplices stole a Republic ship to make their getaway. It could be tracked. Indeed. A coward Viceroy Gunray is, but powerful allies he has. Swiftly we must move, if we are to recapture him. Master Fisto's fleet was near Gunray's position. I've already contacted him to follow the signal. Ahsoka, I'll meet you at the rendezvous point. Yes, Master. (laughs) Master Luminara, I guess this is goodbye for now. I owe you my life, Ahsoka. Protecting a Jedi Master is the role of a Padawan. And teaching is usually the role of the Master. Master Skywalker should be proud. Farewell. Thank you, Master. Commander, let's get underway. So there we go. That's basically how we are up this episode. Again, I think this one's a true, true gem. You know, Ahsoka's a little bit again overconfident, brash, arrogant, um, but not necessarily to her detriment in, in this one. I, I think she sort of is on the the side of her right this time. Her actions. The only time I had problems with her actions is when she decides to be bad cop and, and take the lightsaber blade, and and she does get rightly chastised for it. And I think she realizes that maybe she did go a little a tad too far. Um, but her trusting her instincts, her familiarity with Ventress. Uh, Aids Master Luminara, and as she said, saved her life, and and that's that's an important aspect too. Uh, Ahsoka growing and developing is the key of the show, and and um, it's been fun to go back and, and and again rewatch this. I've said it a million times. It's fun to go back and rewatch this and see the evolution of her character and and the way she develops and grows and learns, and and we're not even to like those key episodes yet, where where like the, the 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 big moments happen, where that overconfidence and that arrogance. Uh, humbles her and and forces her to to learn and to grow and, and to and, and to change and become the you know it, potentially the best Jedi of all the Jedi on 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 this show and and you know I don't think I'm saying anything too out of turn with with that remark because you you all know it's happening too y'all are aware so that is that is Star Wars the Clone Wars episode nine cloak of darkness. This episode is a rock solid 8. 8. I'm saying 8. It's a full 8. It's super super good. And it, you know, if 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 8 is the level for super super good, I you know, that little margin of of improvement I'm giving for the ones that are are better than this. Oh, just wait. This is a rock solid 8. This is by far the best episode so far of season 1. And and yeah, we're just getting going. So I hope you all have enjoyed this look back at Star Wars The Clone Wars Episode 9, Cloak of Darkness. I think I've said it 14 times already this week. (laughs) I just like saying Cloak of Darkness. It's a great name for a Star Wars episode. It'd also be a really fun name for a super dank uh, IPA, uh, Cloak of Dankness. I'm sure someone's already made it. Anyways. Alright, we'll be back. MandaVision will be back next week or well, no, next time because us. remember we're going twice a week, bare minimum two episodes per week, possibly three if there's news to break. So get ready, keep your buckets strapped on. Like don't even take them off anymore. Shower with them on. Sit in your bathtub with them on. Uh, you know, get the get the fancy straw so you can drink with them on. It's it's it. Just don't bother taking your bucket off. Leave your bucket on at all times. I would like it if you all sleep with your buckets on. Um, and go to the supermarket with your buckets on. That is the best way to to live your life. Just a bucket. Headed Life. Again, thank you all so much for listening to Mando Vision. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. There is an email Tom at gmail.com Hit me up on that. And please, 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 like, subscribe, and share this show with all your friends, enemies, people you're in blood feuds with, uh, people who you maybe you're on their enemies list. You know, share it with them too. And if you're on Apple Podcast, if you have the time, the inclination, Five star reviews are immensely helpful, and they, they help. Uh, the, again, they help small podcasts like us uh, cheat that algorithm and and get a little love from the algorithm, so that so that other people know to check this show out too. And and you know, there's a lot of great Star Wars content out there. We think we think we're pretty darn good, and we'd love to be in the mix for all that good stuff. So so help spread the word for the show. I would I truly appreciate it. I truly appreciate all of you taking the time to listen to it now. And, and all the support I've been getting from everyone. Uh, I love I love engaging with people on the social media and and, and, the, and the other various formats that uh, I, I have encountered, people who have taken the time to listen to the show. So I thank you all so so much. It means the world to me. I absolutely love talking about Star Wars with all of you. and And yeah, we, we have a lot of good stuff coming up because we are in we are in the golden age of Star Wars now. It's never ever going away and that's how it should be. We should have Star Wars for the rest of our days. And that's a good life. All right, let's close it out. I'll be back very, very soon. Remember, twice a week from here on out, minimum. Minimum, at least until the Bad Batch. And then we might have to slow down again. But we'll see how it goes. All right, remember, there's only one way this podcast can end. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.